So, uh, welcome back to what is sort of the third episode of the Real Opinions podcasty thing. We did uh, an extra one with our review of Lights Out, which I thought was just, it was so long that it kind of works as a podcast anyway. That was an hour, that was and longer than <laughs> most of them are on their own. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so basically what this show is going to be is just us talking randomly about film. No real structure to it whatsoever, just like our usual reviews. So, uh... <laughs> Basically, that's it. <laughs> Do you have uh, a, a thing this time? Do we have a, a plan, or or is it just going to be mindless segues? I have one thing that I wanted to talk okay. about from like I, I saved it ages ago in the similar. It's kind of a continuation of the first episode that we did. All right, okay. And it's another. It's another thing about Warner Brothers. But uh, <laughs> I'll see if I saved it uh, somewhere. But basically, okay. yes, I did. So. Uh, this is a, an article that popped up for me, which is that Warner Brothers has been taking down its own sites for copyright. Really? Yeah. That's a, that's I'm like a parody. That's like that's like a clickhole article. That's like it doesn't sound real. It sounds like so a joke. It's an article where it goes through, and it's it's uh, it's what was sent to Google by Warner Brothers, asking them to take it down. And so what what Warner Brothers? I'll, I'll scroll through, but um. Warner Brothers asked for them to take down the Amazon page selling the Dark Knight DVD. <laughs> uh, a, a few other pages where they're just reviews, and then at the bottom it's warnerbrothers.com slash Dark Knight. What? <laughs> they, they asked Google to take down their own website, and they did the exact same for Matrix, where they mm. took down, they wanted to take down warnerbrothers.com slash Matrix. Uh, the lucky one. Oh, is that the? Uh, that is. I think that's. It's a Nicholas Sparks thing. I don't know if it's. it's tw- it, I don't know I if it's got assume... Zac Efron in it. Maybe it's got some someone like that in it. It's 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 one mm. of those you know, uh, teen crap fest things. But it was, and as well as uh, it took to it tried to take down <laughs> Batman Begins IMDb page. <laughs> <laughs> As as well as as well as the copies of it in the Sky Cinema Store as well, which is just as mental. It's just I just thought that was funny because of all the DMCA stuff that we get through on the channel that we're always going on about. That it's just it, how ridiculous copyright is now. I mean, I assume that's not that must be an automated system taking down these things, right? It can't be someone <laughs> at Warner Brothers that, that's come across the Dark Knight page and then gone. How dare they? Like it, that this is ve- <laughs> fraud it? is very convincing these days. I can't <laughs> take this down. That's the thing is, I can equally believe that it is an automated system, but I can also believe that people are that stupid. <laughs> that's, I, I I don't know. It could be either. That's that's I ridiculous. Just, my my favorite thing about the the article that popped up was that the version that I've link- got linked saved is from a torrent news website. <laughs> so it's basically <laughs> just about, it's a, an entire website dedicated to news about stealing and it's about Warner Brothers shooting mm. themselves in the foot. That is ridiculous. But, uh, when was that? When did that happen? That was about two and a half weeks ago or mm. so. That is so, yeah. insane. There was one thing I, I wanted to kind of touch upon, which was... Um, so the the Jason Bourne got its release in mm. China quite recently, and I think I showed you this. But basically, in China, they have like the way that their cinemas work is that they almost get no choice but to see films in three D, irrespective of what they are. 
they they could get like a, mm. an Oscar drama and they'd still have a post converted three D one that is the only film they have. <laughs> they don't get two D versions of a lot of things, and Jason Bourne was one of them. So there's no two D version of Jason Bourne in China, mm. and I I can't remember if you've seen Jason Bourne or not. Yeah, I have. Well, yeah. when I saw it in the cinema, every instance of shaky cam was magnified because you're watching it on the big screen. I never saw any of mm. the other Bourne films um, at the cinema. I saw them all on DVD or at home. So the shaky cam was actually a little disorientating for me. I thought it was like, I was like, whoa. But apparently a lot of the people in China with post-converted 3D added on top have just been throwing up. Like there's just been mass throwings up and walkouts of Jason Bourne in China because it's all the shaky cam and all the rapid cutting <laughs> and then post-converted blurry dark 3D added on top of it and they have no choice but to watch this <laughs> sickening disorientating version of the film they have no I choice even know, i don't even know how you could possibly manage to post convert that stuff because it's just masses like blurry yeah masses I, d- I don't in front even of each other oh, but, but the fact that every single film near enough from the sounds of things gets post converted there makes me think that maybe they literally like i don't know to sound like i'm just making assumptions but maybe they just have a button that just post converts <laughs> anything. They just press it and then just go, that'll do. Because I don't know why you'd want Jason Bourne in 3D. Because apart from the last car chase, there's nothing. There's yeah. no benefit to that at all. But, ah, oh, that's <laughs> mental. And, I, and it just makes me think that if, if that's going to be a... Because th- the films and film studios make a big deal out of appealing to China, China now. Because China is such a huge market. Mm. You know, things like Transformers 4, where they so it's just clearly where they're pandering. making the money now. Yeah, it makes me think, are they gonna stop doing shaky cam because they don't want to make them throw up with their 3D conversions? Like, that's a good point. Could actually. it go away because they don't want they don't want to make them throw up? I think that's probably like the best argument for why they'd ever get rid of shaky cam. Mm, I hope so. I because hate it. The, I hate it. At least, at least in like big budget things because the reason it kind of came out of the low budget stuff is that it costs a lot to get a steady cam yeah and it's just easier to do shaky cam and it kind of came out of all that blair witch i suppose well there was shaky cam before that for like the the shaky cam films and stuff like that shaky cam that isn't found footage kind of really started with saving private ryan and then yeah that's what after was, saving yeah. private ryan i think jason bourne or the first bourne film i mean the Bourne identity kind of made it a big thing mm. But um, I hate it. I hate shaky cam, even when it's done well. Like, I was thinking about it recently, and I, 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 use, I usually always say, but at least someone like Paul Greengrass uses shaky cam well. I don't care. I just I just hate it all the time. I, I never like it, even when it's done well. I don't want to not see what's going on. I don't think it makes anything feel more immediate. It just makes it feel shaky and sickening. I don't like it at all. The ones that I have a real bother with are the ones where they've added it in in post mm. as well. That really bothers me. So the, the, the classic example that everyone kind of points to is like the first big example of that being done in post is uh, Mission Impossible 3, J.J. Abrams. Right. So a lot of those is like, there's I think there's a scene where he's like getting shot at on a bridge and like there's yeah. explosions and all of the camera movement by explosions because the idea was that it gets you, it's kind of similar to how um, I watched a thing recently on how, in Saving Private Ryan, uh, Spielberg watched lots of war videos from the D-Day landings. Yeah, like real so, ones, yeah. And, yeah, and so the thing that 
kind of struck him and how he wanted to film the scenes is that one, all the cameras are really low to the ground, which is just because they're holding the cameras low to the ground. But um, with every explosion, the camera moves with the explosion, like because of the shockwave. Mm. And so that is what got put into Saving Private Ryan. But then it go- goes into Mission Impossible 3, except it's all faked. So okay. when this fake CG... Yeah. When this fake CGI explosion goes off, the fake CGI camera goes, Mm. moves. And so it's it's kind of on its, like, one element or the other element would be fine. But when Mm. you put them together, it kind of becomes, like, uncanny. (laughs) And um, one film that did it recently, actually, was, uh, didn't really get a lot of focus, was Deadpool. That was all shot, yeah, that was all shot on, like, locked off tripods. But it's really interesting because how they made it look shaky cam is that then the editor got his own video camera, filmed like a wall with dots on it, and then tracked how holding a camera would look like in a camera, and then he applied that to the shots. But but why not just actually do it shaky cam, man? I don't understand. But the thing is, is that you can download the files now, so you can make your camera shake that the, exact, the exact same way that it shook in Deadpool. <laughs> Which is just like, that's like the next level of copyright when you're copywriting your, like, shaky cow. <laughs> but anyway, that that was a tangent, but that's just because I, I thought that was mm. all interesting. And yeah, that that's the stuff where, it, yeah, where it's just shoved in. That's what I don't like. Um, I think another sort of, like, outside film controversy was that uh, you touched upon it a little in your in your review of it, was the Sausage Party animator thing. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a uh, pretty big. Yeah, it kind of died away very quickly. I mean, yeah, that's what I thought too. It was it was one of those things like um, I'm trying to remember what the other. There was another recent example of it where there was like a massive controversy that just died out so so quickly, and no one cares about it anymore. And it was just I like, think the fact that you don't remember yeah, exactly makes your point even more. Yeah, exactly. It's just like that's exactly how the internet sort of goes. Like people just get really angry for. <laughs> For like a brief second and it's just gone it's just it's it's like all sound and fury and then just nothing yeah but um, the, the, the closest yeah, thing i can think of off the top of my head the the example that you said of something was would probably be the csgo lotto thing it's probably yes. the thing that i think of most recently that died out completely yeah okay no talks about it yeah but uh, this animator thing so it kind of basically came out that with a few people were i mean i can't i don't have the articles right up now so i'll try and remember off the top of my head but um so this article kind of came out with a bunch of an, a person claiming the multiple sources that the animators were really mistreated they had to do like loads of overtime that wasn't paid mm. uh like some of them weren't even getting credited on the final film like yeah so like it was quite a, a a big amount as well it was something like there's 80 credited on imdb and 40 or something in the film or so it was it was that level something of, like of, that of difference yeah. and so there were multiple things about that though in that so one thing was so some people were saying that uh well, for one, the article said multiple sources, which they didn't confirm any sources, literally any, yeah. which, again, as I said in the review, it's kind of like, you don't know if they're trying to protect their jobs or if they're just lying about the numbers. Yes. Either way, it's easy to do either way now. But um, there's also stuff that's come out in defense of the studios in that with these small animation studios, I mean, if you're, if you're at Disney, Leica, all of that, you've kind of got a bit of more stability, but people are constantly, with the smaller companies that do TV and 
the odd fit, like if mm. they're very very lucky a film the animators are constantly jumping between projects and so apparently according to one thing that i read is that uh, another person said that another company was starting another production and they started kind of sh- shark sharking off employees of this place to come to a new project where they were getting higher pay so apparently okay. a bunch of people kind of cut off their contracts and went to this newer place for a better contract and because of that their work is not recognized in the final film which okay. is why according to some people why they some people worked on the film but they didn't get credited in the in the mm. official credits and that's what the from what I remember that's what the film's official editor said on Twitter Although looking okay. at him, he seemed like a very angry man. So I don't know if he was just very defensive. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure well, I read that like they fired at least some kind of supervisor or something for for telling them that certain ideas weren't within their budget. I think I heard that one as it was, well. It was something yeah. along the lines of they couldn't afford certain things and the director just didn't like being told no. And I found it really funny because I'm pretty sure the director, whoever it was, had made some kind of like, classic cutesy kids film and just to think of them as this rampaging dictating <laughs> arsehole who's like you, you won't do what i tell you're fired get out of my company you'll work overtime and then going off to make shrek or something yeah no it was i think it was it, it put me off seeing the film i haven't seen it yet but mm. it, it just i don't really want to support something that did that yeah it's just it's a thing where it's like part of me I mean, as I kind of said in the review, part of me wants to support it because it is an R-rated animated film. Yeah. Well, R-rated is the American equivalent. I don't know what it actually was here. But uh, I, I kind of want to support adult animation here. That makes sound dodgy. No, I, I get <laughs> it. I, I think my thing with that is that whilst I also want to support that kind of... I'm, I don't want to say adult yeah. animation either now because you yeah, have it... just made me think of hentai. But <laughs> I... <laughs> but, um... I, uh, the thing is, I feel like supporting Sausage Party would only sort of encourage that kind of adult animation. When I think about like the kind of adult animation that I do Crap. want to support, yeah. When I think of the kind of adult animation I do want to support, I think of like I don't know, Akira, off the top of my head, something something made <laughs> for something made for adults, not something that is adult because it has dick jokes in it. I want to support literally the most expensive animated film of all time. Shut up, you know I what want I mean? to another I want another one that costs billions and billions of yen. <laughs> Why are you judging me? <laughs> she thinks we're talking about hentai. But she can't hear the rest <laughs> of the conversation. <laughs> I just mean that like I, it, it's the way that studios work is that if it is a success, they just kind of think, oh, it was a success because of this. They think it's a su- They just want to make... They'll just make more like that rather than general R-rated, um, R-rated animation films. And I get you wanting to support it for that side of things, but I don't know. I feel like efficacy and, and treating human beings with respect comes before R-rated films being made i'd rather i'd rather support films that didn't treat people like shit yeah that's true yeah or and not porn we're not talking about porn just sitting there staring at me is is the pizza here do you want to try and wrap stuff up 
Okay. I thought what I could quickly do is like a wrap okay. up thing is I could just go through a uh, news website and just read off okay. titles of movie news and that would be like a oh, quick fire like news to wrap up. Okay. Uh, Margot Robbie co-producing Harley Quinn film. Yeah, I saw that. That's genuinely cool. Just because it yeah, feels be like with, with each news story that comes out, it feels like that's becoming more and more of an actual thing and not just something that people say they want. Like it feels like that's genuinely going to be a film. And yeah. I think people know that people know that she was the best part of it, and um, and it feels like because because I've read a lot of stuff with her, and she does seem to really like the character because there's a lot of stuff that she disagreed with during the shoot, like she didn't like mm. the costume and she didn't like some of the story decisions, but she kept up with it because she really likes the character and she really likes all the stories to do with the character. So it feels like she genuinely cares, and so I think having her as a producer will actually really benefit that so i actually really that's probably the dc film i'm most excited for at this point and i think that i think that moment that you talked about in the film where i still haven't watched it but mm. the moment where she kind of the facade drops for a second yeah, yeah. that could be i mean i've never really seen that in any batman stuff I, i'm not as much of a batman fan as you so i don't know how often that crops up in the original material yeah but it's just do. something that that's she is always a fascinating character to have in there, it, it, well, as most Batman villains are, like the good ones. Mm. But she's, she's like one of the best sidekicks to a villain. Oh, okay. yeah, as well. Yeah, well, both apply. So. Yeah, no, well, the, in in the like, because eventually in the comic book, she sort of like gets over him, but mm. then it becomes like that's almost the more interesting part afterwards, because she's like deeply kind of scarred by the whole thing and is sort of like trying to move on but can't. And that stuff's like even more dark in some places, and that stuff's genuinely really interesting, and it would be quite cool to have that side of things as well. There's a lot of stuff you can do with the character, and even if they just did the whole origin story that they kind of skim over in the film, I'd ha- I'd be mm. happy for that because the origin story is really good. Yeah. So yeah, just, she is just an interesting character. She is. And she's she's that... started out as basically just a one-off henchman female Joker, and sort of became in some ways more interesting than him. She's more of a character, less of a caricature. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, uh, yeah. Um, Mad Max Fury Road black and white version announced, although I, I feel like that comes out every that. month. Yeah, I still don't care. I just... Uh, one of the things I really like about Mad Max Fury Road is that it's so colourful and vibrant. And I know that George Miller keeps saying that it's how he wanted it and it's how he intended it, and that's fine. It's just not how I want it. I want it bright and colourful mm. and fun. I don't want it black and white. Yeah, I mean, I think that I did, I think that it's right in that he did say that there are two ways you could do it: either make it very colourful or very high contrast black and white. But I definitely believe that the colourful is better. Yeah, yeah. I just it's. I'm sure. Like, I probably would see it, but I just. I'm very. Let's put it this way. I'm very glad that the version that initially came out was the version that initially came out. Hmm. Cool. Uh, cool. I I can't really see anything so far, but. Uh, Annabelle two announcement trailer. I thought that was already. Oh, there's a trailer. Oh God, I'll have to. I'll genu- I okay, did watch right. Fifty Shades one. I watched Fifty Shades one, and is there a ghost? Is, is there a ghost? Was, a ghost. <laughs> was it, it a ghost? It was like, it was a ghost, but then it became like a crazy ex girlfriend or yeah, something like but, that. But is it in her head or is it real? Because <laughs> how would you? I, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm genuinely baffled. I think my mum's only read the first one. I don't know. Um, oh, apparently not. Well, maybe I will. But is maybe it, there's a ghost. Is it kind of like? Is it? It's it like a 
like a darker version of that Ghosts of Girlfriend Past or something like that. <laughs> it's the Matthew McConaughey one. <laughs> was, when we watched it, Naomi just went, has he got fat? And that's all she was all the way through. It's just he's got fat. He did look, he did look chubbier. Okay, give Jack him... agrees that Jack thinks he looks chubbier too. I thought it was yeah. just because of the beard or something. Because he has like a dif- different facial hair and sometimes it can be... But yeah, no, no, that was his all jaw looked just, wider. His jaw looked wider. <laughs> it did. I don't, it just looked so like like a parody of itself again. It just I just at first I thought I'd clicked on like a fan trailer and not the real one, and then I just remembered how lazy and terrible <laughs> it is and went, no, of course this is the real film. Of course. The thing is, is that the first one just looked kind of boringly bad mm. from the trailer, but this one looks like like gen- bordering on genuinely quite enjoyably bad. Mm. You think? But, I don't know. I just thought it looked. Awful again. I don't think I'll ever like, enjoy it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I'll ever find it endearing because I find it too yeah. insidious and cynical and slimy to ever find it fun. It's like you know, like how some people find Donald Trump funny, but then after a while you have to stop laughing and go, no, no, we can't <laughs> encourage this. And that's that's sort of the same. That's how I feel here. It's like it's not. It's funny, and then at one point you realize, no, this is making money. No, this. <laughs> Like, at that point, it, is. it stops being funny and becomes a, a threat. Just as much I as a threat as Donald Trump. just need to take Trump. it away from people. <laughs> just, just, it needs withdrawal. Like, it's just mm. stop it. Uh, should we just wrap up quickly, then? Yeah, sure. I have pizza. I'm looking yeah. at it longingly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm surprised halfway through this when you were just like, there's a Harley Quinn movie on the way. I wasn't going, yeah, it's pizza. It's delicious <laughs> pizza. I think she looks really great in that one with the pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so that was our kind of... Yeah, that's another sort of episode of Reliefings. <laughs> I mean, we we wanted to do a quick wrap-up just... Yeah, I'm it, sure we'll be I able to it, fight time for a longer one. If, it, if it's something that you stop doing, I think it's very something... It's something easily that you could just completely stop doing. You mean like our hit doing. series, like some... Don't Defend That Movie? <laughs> <laughs> Two episodes... <laughs> We filmed three. We filmed four, I think. That might be true. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll, we'll again we're trying to do these yeah. whenever we can. But I mean, this will be we've only had one week off, I suppose. So it was it wasn't that bad. But and it's a quick wrap up. Yeah. But anyway, um, we're on YouTube. Real opinions. Watch us there, maybe. Cool. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>